Welcome back to the Locked On Diamond Backed Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas. Graduated from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism a little bit over a month ago now. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And remember, every show to you is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Now, on today's pod, we know baseball is returning. So I want to talk about how do the D-backs fare in a shortened season? Do they have the team? Do they have the elements, the pieces to, to make it up, to, to compete, to make a run to the postseason 2020? I'll break that down, but first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men on so if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockdowndiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. All right, let's just jump right into it and get uh, and talk about uh, basically with this shortened season, how do the D-backs fare? 60 games, do the D-backs have the pieces and the elements? Well, when I look at this shortened season for baseball, it's only 60 games. So that means the level of importance is going to increase for every game. I really think this season is going to come down to three important factors for every team. It's going to come down to star power, you know, that talent on the team. Do you have the, the makeup, the roster to even compete in 2020, regardless of a shortened season or not? I think experience matters in, you know, in shortened games where every game will matter so much. It, I think it's important to have veterans and leadership, uh, guys who are battle-tested in those positions that, you know, can help galvanize the younger guys and help lead a team in, in, uh, in the wake of this pandemic, in the wake of this shortened season. Uh, knowing every game means so much more. Do, do they have the, the playoff resume? Are they battle-tested to get through this? And then the third thing, I think, is just health. With the shortened season and, you know, having three and a half months off, I think uh, there's going to be more uh, risk for, like, soft tissue injuries and things like that. You're going to have three and a half months off. You're going to come back. You're going to play exhibition games for a couple weeks. And then you're going to say, hey, we're going to throw you right out there into, you know, playoff-like atmosphere baseball for the next couple months. So I think we could see some possible injuries uh, happen to some big-name players. And with there only being 60 games, uh, obviously you don't have 162 games. So uh, if you take, you know, a broken leg in a 162-game season, you might still be able to come back. But a broken leg in a 60-game season uh, might be season-ending. So I think health is also going to be a big factor in that. So let's just go through all three of those elements, all three of those factors, and see where the D-backs line up. So when I look at the star power, excuse me, I had a burp real quick. When I look at the star power, the D-backs have, you know, they, they have a combination of a couple of superstars, and then they have mostly, most of their team is made of 
you know, above average starters or, you know, high level potential guys or guys with potential to make all star teams. So when I say superstars, there's two guys on this roster that I consider superstars. One, the position player in Ketel Marte, who I think is the best second baseman in baseball. When you look at the numbers, what he did last year, his production was off the charts. Uh, finished fourth in MVP voting. Ketel Marte really did it, uh, did everything from an offensive output. Uh, he he played second base. He played center field. He was versatile defensively. And offensively, he was just one of the best players in baseball. So I believe he's a superstar, the best second baseman in baseball. And you got Madison Bumgarner as the superstar of the pitching staff. You know, battle-tested, three times World Series champion. Arguably the greatest competitor of the last 20 years. So I think having those two guys as the leader of your position players and uh, your pitching staff in terms of talent, I think that sets up well. When you can say you have the best player at this position, I think that sets up well. I think you can say that with Ketel Marte. Then Bumgarner, he, he's on the decline a little bit. He's coming off arguably maybe the worst season of his career. His ERA was almost in the fours. But maybe, you know, this change of scenery changes things. Maybe he gets back to a place where, you know, he, he gets closer to being, you know, postseason Bumgarner than regular season Bumgarner because we know when he gets to the postseason, he's a better pitcher. So maybe with the level of importance increasing in all these games, Bumgarner becomes a better pitcher. So I, I think the D-backs are good with those two players being the best players on their roster. Then when I look at the, the rest of the makeup of their team, you got like a, a Eduardo Escobar who hit you 35 bombs last year at third base. You got a guy like Christian Walker, 29 bombs. Starling Marteza, a consistent all-star outfielder. Cole Calhoun's a 30 home run guy. David Peralta's a 30 home run guy. I think at almost every position around the diamond, except maybe shortstop, I think the D-backs have at least above average uh, starter to potential all-star at their position. Nick Ahmed might be the only guy who is, I'll say, just an average player. I mean, he's great defensively, but offensively, he's giving you average output. At least a guy like Christian Walker is playing solid defense and giving you 30 home runs in a season. And a Cole Calhoun is doing just the same. So I think from uh, offensive output across the diamond, D-backs are getting above average to potential all-star at every level. And then when I look at the pitching staff, uh, you got, a, of course, Bumgarner, who I said is the superstar. But Robbie Ray, he's been an all-star before. Can he get back to it? Luke Weaver and Zach Gallen, Alex Young, Taylor Clark, they all looked really good in flashes last year, and they're all really young. So I think having, you know, a pitching staff full of young guys is going to be good in a 60-game season where you won't have to worry about them, you know, blowing out their elbow in 162 games. You can say you're young, go out there and throw as hard as you want every game, and then you'll still be able to be fresh for the playoffs. So I think that really helps. And then you got a guy like Archie Bradley in the back of the bullpen who we've seen be a, a dominant shutdown guy in the past before. So when I look at the pitching staff, when I look – at the, the, the roster itself, I, I like this D-backs team. I do think they have the star power and the talent to make some real noise and, and really make a run to this postseason. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't. I mean, they got 30 home run guys all around the diamond. They got guys in the pitching staff who who are strikeout artists, guys who could pitch uh, to a tune of a 3-5 year array. So when I look at all those factors, I, I think they should be, you know, 
uh, they should be in real consideration for the playoffs. And when I'm looking at other teams, you know, from their division, of course you got the Dodgers, who are just world beaters. But teams like the Padres, the the Giants, uh, th- there's no reason why the D-backs shouldn't be better than them. The Rockies, I mean, when I'm comparing these, these teams, I mean, maybe the Rockies in terms of star power have possibly more than the D-backs because of Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and Charlie Blackman. It is a pretty dangerous trio, but... The Padres, the Giants, I'm definitely taking the D-backs over them. And then I like the D-backs, you know, pitching staff a lot more than I like the Rockies pitching staff. Even if I like, you know, the star power in the starting lineup more than the Rockies, the D-backs just have a more complete team. I think they have the second the, the, the second most complete team in the entire division after the, the Dodgers. And one of the most complete teams, I think, in all of the National League, so... On paper, in terms of star power, the D-backs definitely have enough to make it to playoffs. And I think they will make it to the playoffs based off their uh, star power. But how about when it comes to their experience? Do they have enough experience to make it to the playoffs? Do they have uh, enough in terms of you know good quality health or are their players healthy? I'll get into that very shortly. But first, let me tell you guys about Bilt Bar. Because Bilt Bar's... They're not just protein bars. Uh, well, they're, they're actually not candy bars. They're actually protein bars that taste like candy bars. They come in 16 amazing flavors, eight with chocolate and nuts, and eight with chocolate but no nuts in case you have any peanut allergies. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in the delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to start stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional store chain front. While endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose their brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Boxer? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the podcast and discuss uh, the the other two elements to this baseball season for the D-backs on whether they can make make a run to the playoffs. And that's experience 
And that's health. And let's start off with experience first. When I look at the experience of the D-backs, I think that could be their biggest weakness for this team. Uh, I, I like... I like their players. I told you I think they have the talent. But these players aren't battle-tested. Not a lot of them have been in big playoff moments. I mean, Cole Calhoun, he was on the Angels for a lot of time. They don't, they don't make the playoffs ever. Eduardo Escobar was, you know, on the Twins. He, they weren't doing much. Walker, Christian Walker was a backup for most of his career. Uh, just go around the diamond. Ketel Marte was on the Mariners and the D-backs. He hasn't really seen the playoffs. So most of these starting players on this D-backs roster don't know what, you know, big moments are. And they're not battle-tested, but... There is one guy on this D-backs roster who is battle-tested, who I have complete confidence in, and who I believe can rub their, their, their fierce competitiveness on the rest of their team. That's Madison Bumgarner. I already called him one of, you know, arguably the greatest competitor of the last 20 years, but he also might be the greatest postseason pitcher we have ever seen. In 36 World Series innings, Madison Bumgarner has only given up one earned run. 36 innings, one earned run, as a career 2-11 postseason ERA. Bumgarner simply gets better when the moment gets bigger. I think just his fierce, competitive, fierce competitiveness is contagious. I think those are the kind of tangibles that could spread to the whole team. Just go Google Chris Sale in the, the World Series in 2018. The, the Red Sox were losing to the Dodgers. I don't remember what game it was, but they were down. The, their spirit was just... You know, down, the effort level was down, the energy levels was down, and Chris Sale just, he wasn't even pitching that day, but he saw it from the dugout, he got all the players together, and he just gave a passionate speech of leaving it all out on the line, this is the World Series, let's go out there and take it. I think Bumgarner is cut from the same cloth as a, as a Chris Sale. We've seen him, you know, pitch on short rests in the World Series. We know you could give the Bumgarner the ball, you know. You could pitch on a Monday. You could give the ball to him again on a Thursday because when it comes to big games, Bumgarner doesn't care. He wears his heart on his sleeves. He's going out there. He's giving it his all. I think the kind of passion that Bumgarner shows on the diamond, it's something that's just so infectious. I think it just spread to all of his other teammates. I think it could really help. The other guys step up, and I think Bumgarner is a real tone setter for your team. I think that your best players usually are your tone setters, so it helps that Bumgarner is both a superstar of this team and both, you know, one of the most, one one of the best leaders in sports. When you're talking about uh, leading by example, that's something Bumgarner does. He never takes days off. When you see him in the playoffs, you can you just know every fiber of his being, all all everything he's putting to every pitch, all his, you know. Everything he cares about is going, every, everything he's worked for is going into every pitch he does. And yeah, that, that seems like an obvious answer. But you'd be surprised how many people, they, they want to win, you know, a World Series or a championship. But the, the work that they put in is really just for the financial game of playing, the, the clout that they get from playing. They, they may not even love the sport. They do it because it's a job and they're good at it. But not every guy's in it to win it. Some guys are just in it for two things. I always hear Marcellus Wiley and Sharon Sharp talk about it. It's all about the, the M&Ms, the money and the memories. And for a lot of players, that's what it's all about. So it's not always about the, the ring for some of these players. It's not about legacy. It's just about the money and the memories you get from the sport. So I think Bumgarner is a guy who does care about his legacy. He does care about winning it all. And I think that's something that rubs off on the other players. Now, the last element is health. Because when I look at this season, 
You're telling me players are going to be coming off after, you know what, three months of not playing. Then you're going to do a couple weeks of exhibition games. And then you're going to say, hey, we're going to throw you into the near, what, 85% playoff level atmosphere. Guys are going to be going even harder in those games. They're going to be putting their bodies out even more. Maybe you'll even see a guy like Manny Machado finally, you know, run out a ground ball. And I think when you do see those kind of events, you're going to see more, you know, you know, pulled hamstrings. These guys have been on their couches for the last three months. Now they're going to try to go 100 miles an hour, try and beat out ground ball because it could be the difference between making and not making the playoffs when it comes to game 60. So I think these teams and players are going to be even more competitive. And I think that could lead to some injuries. You're going to see these guys, you know, really put just their bodies on the line. And I don't know if we're going to give them enough time to really ramp up into things. I think we're really underestimating how much time this is off. I mean, we we were back in March is when we were told uh, the season was canceled. Back in March, it is now, what, April, May, the whole month of June, and they're saying opening day by the end of July. It's about four months since uh, we, we would have seen baseball, and that's about the length of offseason because when you think about when baseball season ends, you have November, December, January, February, and the players start to report back in March. So about a three weeks difference between maybe a month difference between the layoff from the pandemic and a layoff from the actual MLB offseason. This is going to be a big adjustment for these players, and I think there are going to be some concern and some risk when it comes to injury. These players haven't been practicing. They haven't been in the gym, really, unless they've been, you know, at home workout, unless these guys have gyms in their in their homes or, you know, they're just going outside and doing like, you know, farm board workouts by just finding what you can find around your house and just working out or things like that. Uh, these players might be out of shape. I don't know if these exhibition games are going to be enough time to get these players back in shape and get them ramped up for these uh, near postseason level games. So I think we could see some injuries. I think we could see some big name guys go down. And since this is a season where it's 60 games and 162 games, one injury can make a season ending. You know, uh, a broken leg in a 162 game season could be. You know, could could keep you out for 100 games, but a broken leg in a 60-game season is probably season-ending. Even a hangnail, something as minuscule as that, maybe that's something that's closer to season-ending uh, than not in the 60-game season. So I think a team that gets blessed by the injury gods is a team that's going to be very fortunate and is a team that's also going to be uh be there during the playoffs and possibly the postseason. I mean, this could be just a battle of attrition. We could get to game 16. We could be like, it doesn't matter who has the star powers. It doesn't matter who has the veteran leadership. The This pandemic with, you know, players are going to have to, we're going to see players get COVID. We're going to see, you know, some star players have to miss time. And I think a lot of it's just going to come down to that timing. It doesn't matter just with the big injuries, but if you lose a guy like Ketel Marte, you know, in the playoffs due to COVID and he has to sit out, you know, 10 days, he could still be fine. He could still be perfectly healthy. But until he passes that coronavirus test showing that he doesn't have it in the system anymore, he's not going to be allowed to return to the team. And if it's, you know, the, the wild card, if it's, you know, the NLDS, that could be huge for any team if one of your star players is missing because of COVID or something else related. So I think health and just the injury gods and everything else related are just going to be such a key factor. And that's such an obvious answer. But health is just going to be such a bigger 
factor in this because you're always going to have those freak injuries. But now knowing we're in a pandemic that spreads like this where you could have it and not know it for two weeks. So I think this is just such a unique situation, such a unique time. And because this is a season where it's not like the NBA where you're starting and stopping and then coming back, I think that has more of an asterisk than this. I think whoever wins this, I'm not really going to put that much of an asterisk because this will be... It's not like basketball where they had uh, basically a season and then they had four months off and now they're having a second season, a part two to this season. This is still the first season for the for the te- uh, for the team for MLB. We didn't see no previous iteration where we got a glimpse of how good a team could be. Whatever we see from the teams this season, this is pretty close to how we would have expected the teams to fare out. Uh, anyway, so I don't think I'm going to have act strict on this season. I think it depends who's there on the field when it comes to the World Series and, you know, which players won't have COVID and actually be playing. I think a lot of that will go into my decision-making on the asterisk when it comes to that. But as of right now, I'm thinking, I'm thinking no asterisk on the season, and whoever wins this World Series will be legitimate. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition, the Locked On MLB podcast. And I hope everyone is staying inside and staying healthy and staying safe unless you're out there protesting. Hope everyone had a great week and go back to go back and listen to any other podcast this week if you missed it. Have a great day, everyone. Peace.